0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of tap transmissions today We're covering a variety of topics from our thoughts on the latest two episodes of the halo TV show to of course the wonderful game That is Lego Star Wars as a note guys throughout this episode. We talk about plans for the next podcast dark tide 2 Unfortunately, I'm just way too busy with my upcoming trip. So that episode has sadly been pushed off More information about the release and timing of that episode will be available on our Twitter when we know what's going on. Really sorry, we'll try to make it up to you. Just a reminder as well, if you want to skip ahead to a certain point in the discussion, especially where this is a more mixed episode, you can use the timestamps in the description. Anyways, let's roll the intro.
1: Right then, hello there everyone welcome to Tapcaf transmissions we are on episode 103 104 either way yeah
0: yeah i think 104 maybe because 100 was the one before vector prime i think
1: no 100 was vector prime
0: oh 100 was vector prime okay yeah. so, so then, yeah this is 104 because we did halo uh dark tide one yeah and uh yeah so yeah 104 wow so uh no, that's, that's, hello that's everybody then Hmm? Two oh, Halo okay. episodes,
1: to, you got to count the you're itself. But this is a mostly Star Wars podcast, not a math or counting podcast, so we're good. Welcome everyone. Tonight's discussion, we are going to be talking about Halo episodes 3 and 4 for a bit. We're also going to mm-hmm. be talking about episodes 2 and 3. I don't know where anyone would get the idea that we're talking about those. Uh, mm-hmm. We're also going to be giving some thoughts on Lego Star Wars, probably answering a few emails as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So should be should be fun times. How are you doing, Justin?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm also excited. I mentioned this to you a little bit. We're gonna be premiering a new uh, section tonight of the podcast. A new kind of uh, little is that section. Is that the right segment? Is that the word I meant to say? Yes. A new segment, not new section. On the podcast and it's going to be i don't have a name for it yet uh cory what was the one you suggested it was like uh the, the, the
1: Glub shadow appreciation award The
0: Glub shadow appreciation award so basically what we're going to do every episode and i think this is going to be fun is we are going to look at one kind of minor character i don't think it has to be one who appeared on screen the one that i chose for this episode that i'll talk about um appeared on screen i don't have too much to say about this one um but yeah, so that's something you guys can look forward to every episode. We'll probably do it at the kind of the end of the episode, maybe before we sign off or before questions. But if you guys have any feedback on that, uh, feel free to let us know. And I'm excited. I'd like to get more kind of stock or standard stuff we do every episode. So
1: yeah, And uh, question-wise, we do have a few questions that were asked over the last couple episodes that we haven't had a chance to get to. So for tonight's episode, we'll probably get to whichever of those are still around, and there mm-hmm. are a couple more new ones related to Halo as well as Lego Star Wars, which we'll try to get to as well. We'll priorit- prioritize those, and uh, for any that are more relevant to Dark Tide Ruin, which is what we are reading for next week, uh, then we'll get to them there. So you are not going to be around for the usual recording time next Thursday, but the mm-hmm. plan right now is for us to record it, pre-record it at some undetermined time we'll try to get in as many questions as we can before then so if you have any questions that you want to get in for the uh dark tide ruin episode send them in now and uh there's a yep. chance we'll have to record it after you're back but ideally yeah, we'll the situation see. will be that we'll record it ahead of time and then i'll premiere it uh on mm-hmm. the usual like a normal episode yeah so we won't be interacting with chat on that one but we we ignore chat anyway so it's fine.
0: Yeah. Yep. And for those who are confused, because I'm running this one on my YouTube channel as well. This is basically a live recording of the podcast Tapcap Transmissions that I've been talking about nonstop. Uh, so yeah, next week, Dark Tide uh, 2, the uh, the third novel in the Yuuzhan Vong series. And uh, just a reminder, guys, too, that we we do have... I've been going out of my way now to add timestamps into the episode, so if you ever feel like we're dragging on a bit too much at the beginning, and I think Corey and I both felt like we maybe did a bit last episode, you can just go to the description, and if you want to go straight to the book review or the questions or whatever else, you can do so uh, right there. Before we get into things, though... Uh, I did ask for, for some new reviews, and you guys uh, left some, so I do want to take a second just to cover a couple of those. Full Metal said, great Star Wars podcast. Um, growing up, it seemed like most family and friends were at least familiar with Star Wars. It was a shock when uh, he says half his co-workers never seen a single episode, That's it, which I do find that shocking. Uh, yeah, it's great not seen two an episode of, of the
1: podcast before? That's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the only Star Wars podcast. Um, yeah, he says he just basically appreciates... Um, breaking down the books for people that don't have time to read. And he points out something that I want to talk about at some point as we're doing the new Jedi order, that uh, the books are severely abridged down to three hours each. Um, so thank you very much for that review. Sven also said basically that he really enjoys the EU and he doesn't have anything to talk about. And, um, and uh, Rob Ted said kind of the same that he enjoys looking forward to the episode every week. He enjoyed the uh, winter Akbar theory um, it's not a theory. We...
1: Like, what? What are people saying theory for? This is mm-hmm. established fact, and the reason that we're banned from Star Wars Celebration.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even get the podcast invite.
1: We're being censored for the, for telling the truth here.
0: Did we apply? No. No. We shouldn't have to. That's right. That's right. Um. Yeah. I, maybe next year that could be something fun to do, though.
1: Yeah. I I just don't want to leave my house yet, so. Yeah, we, we were talking this week about trying to line up one of the like bigger episodes as something we can do uh, in person, so me flying out there or something, and mm-hmm. having a really terrible audio setup, trying to pick up both of us without the equipment being terrible, so that's something to look forward to. Who knows when yeah. we're going to be able to do it.
0: Anytime I listen to a pod, like any of my podcasts that have live episodes, instant skip for me. Yeah. Just instantly like not like i don't even give it the five minutes They're like we're so excited about this one guys been working on this for a while live episode I just fucking next episode immediately i'd rather listen to the talk i'd rather listen to the boomers on talk radio because
1: of the audio quality or just because they always end up sucking for other reasons
0: it's just just both i guess but okay. mostly the audio quality um, yeah, is there any news you want to talk about before we get into, I guess we'll start with Halo, then go yeah. into Lego.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I don't think there's anything super major right now, like Lego Star Wars came out, but we're going to be talking about that, uh, mm-hmm. in its entirety later. Uh, no. I, the I big
0: thing so. right now is the, the Kingdom Hearts. Did you see that? Yeah. There's, people apparently saw a, a, I think it was an AT-AT or an ATST leg in Kingdom Hearts. For me though, like... I remember going to my buddy's house who was playing Kingdom Hearts like back in the first game came out and I saw Goofy in it. I was just out. I was immediately out at that point. You like are it was a noted goofy,
1: goofy hater. Just reminds you too much of yourself or what?
0: Any single dad, I just... <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> I always wanted to play Kingdom Hearts but I never had an applicable system until they... I think they started getting like re-released on other stuff more recently than then I just didn't care after that. But, like, Mm -hmm. I went to my cousin's place when he had it, and I'd get to... Because I was one of the younger cousins, so I got to watch them play instead of actually playing myself. So, Mm -hmm. I I was kind of thinking, like, maybe this is something I should pick up as well. (laughs) Just get into the series now. It's right. It's not too late.
0: I just... I, I I see the big key, and I'm out. I just... I don't know what it is. Like, it just seems so goofy to me. Like, literally, it seems like Goofy's way more involved than I want in my game. And, um... And that, it just seems goofy. Like I don't know. What is? I, I'm not. I don't. What was it, your opinion all, on the goofy still movie? Disney.
1: Yeah. Wh- like why? What?
0: Uh, okay. So is Kingdom Hearts still like only Disney stuff? Like is that? Oh, well, I it's, think it's like,
1: like, like I, Squeenix plus Disney. Squeenix,
0: it's just a weird combination. The Goofy movie, like that's straight up about what it is, so I can get in on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kingdom you, just, Hearts, you just
1: can't. You can't accept a crossover thing, even if it doesn't impact the relative respective canons of either thing that's crossing over.
0: I just don't like I just I don't like Disney very much. And le- like, for one, I think Disney fandom is kind of weird, yeah. like not fandom of Disney products, but like. People who get like really into Minnie and Mickey, so I see Kingdom Hearts as kind of like an extension of that. And I'm saying this, I've never played the game. So if you like Kingdom Hearts and you're just like listening to this driving, just fucking hitting your steering wheel, just screaming, like
1: I just, it's, what was your opinion on the Goofy movie other than it is, what it is like, did do you not like the Goofy movie? I didn't like the Goofy movie but I can appreciate the poly Shore stuff in it.
0: I mean, I'm not positive I've seen the Goofy movie.
1: Alright, well this is this is very strange information.
0: Like I know it's like, I, I think I've seen the one where he like kind of drops his son off to college or something. Like, I've seen, like, five minutes of that one, but, like, I couldn't tell you the story of the Goofy movie, other than it's, like, Goofy is, like, it's kind of like, um, it's just, if it's, like, one of those movies where he's, like, dumb, but he doesn't want his kid to think he's dumb, it's, like, basically Forrest Gump, right?
1: <laughs> there, There's two ways to answer that question, but... I, I don't know if I can give a yes or a no it's to really that. It's really sad without... when,
0: Minnie, when Minnie got AIDS. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if i That, that, that wasn't DC even movie. my takeaway for Forrest Gump, so it's really hard to give an answer to that without like granting a premise in either direction that I don't really want Remember to. Remember that do? scene
0: when Pluto was uh, was sniffing lines to Freebird? That was sick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you hadn't seen the movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I also find the dog being subservient to the mice thing. Well, that's the thing.
1: There's some of the dogs that are like real people, but then there's the other dogs that are just the dogs. So unless we want to get into an hour-long deep dive on exactly what's wrong with the Disney canon lore here, we should probably move on to Halo.
0: You want to know? Okay, before we do, we will will move on in a second, I promise. You want to know something in the Eckhart's Ladder lore involving rodents? That's really annoying. Is this about your cat again? no my cat could have prevented this but he didn't um well as you know Corey, like two years ago we had a rat living in my house Mm -hmm. and it wasn't and it wasn't me and um it wasn't charlie and he was scratching on the walls and shit and eventually my cat did take care of that and we're sitting in the and we also had birds flying under like the uh the roof kind of where the roof and the the outer wall connects
1: right naturally
0: yeah and um and I heard something scratching the other day and I was like, oh, the birds are back. in, so I called the pest guy. We've got a yearly subscription to the pest service because we get, we, we live like on the woods. So we get issues like this, not really woods, but this time it was a raccoon. I got a raccoon living in my house somewhere.
1: I think we have something that's bigger than a rat living in our house as well. Like just over the winter, we could hear it scratching all the time. We don't have a cat for this.
0: Yeah. No, the cat's supposed to take care of it, but he just absolutely did not.
1: Ugh. All right, special All right, just, s- special co-host guest.
0: Yeah, can you take care of? It? I gotta put him back to bed. All right, say goodnight. night. Good night. All, good, right. Good night.
1: <laughs> All right, so Eck will be right back. I'm gonna get us into the Halo discussion as soon as possible, so he can't delay it anymore. Otherwise, we're gonna be 20 minutes deep into the episode again, and it's gonna be, uh, it, it's just gonna be, it's gonna be terrible. So, I guess I I probably shouldn't actually start talking about it too much with him. But we did cover the first two episodes in uh, pretty decent depth on episode 101. So we talked with Mark from the Templin Institute about his thoughts on the first premiere episodes. I was initially like, I, I think most of our takeaways from it was that uh, if it wasn't the Halo show, it would be perfectly f- fine. But like they were just throwing in so much stuff that it was kind of difficult to follow for us, partially because it's like, if you have even the smallest amount of background knowledge on it, which I am not especially familiar with Halo lore, then there's just a lot being thrown at you. So for us, it it might've been partially because we were trying to think of like, okay, what is this changing? What preconceived notions do we have that don't apply for this show? Uh, Whether you take a positive or negative uh, approach to that is less relevant right now to that part than just trying to figure out what's going on Uh, and we we all kind of felt that it was trying to establish a lot all at once and it just it was really difficult to keep track of but i personally think that the last two episodes at the very least have lost some of those issues they focused a bit more on individual things that they can just tackle at once rather than throwing all those details at you and then it not really going together in that coherent of a way uh, so I don't know what how did, what are your thoughts on the focus of the show in episodes three and four
0: I like episode episode three kind of felt like it was on the back on the right track um like my main issue is, is kind of I think made worse now by episode four where it still feels like they haven't established any sort of threat right like like the covenant as a threat. So when like the first half of the episode is like master chief, like lazily digging up holes, like at his childhood home, you know, it's, I, I don't know. It just feels a bit odd to me. And like, they've kind of focused on some of the, like they're continuing to kind of focus on the interpersonal stuff. Um, with now the second Spartan taking her uh, taking her inhibitor chip out. She's not going to be committing Order 66. Yeah, and then she leaves um, it in the
1: sink, which, like, obviously that's going to get discovered. Let's not, let's not
0: do that. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Chekhov's inhibitor chip. Like, smash it. Or, like, you're a Spartan. Just throw it really, really far. Um,
1: or put it in Halsey's soup so she chokes on it, and then it's not a problem <laughs> for anyone again.
0: I, I got to say, I do really like Halsey. I think she's, like, a good quasi-villain, mm-hmm. but... It's still like this it's still kind of the sort of like I still think there's the the problem where in the lore like in the old universe Halsey's doing all these things but they've kind of been like justified in the end not really justified but you're kind of thankful she did because the covenant come right. and you know the Spartans are the only thing standing up standing up to them and we've heard now that the Spartans are the only ones getting victories against the covenant but like we need to see it yeah um I don't know if you saw the previews for episode five, but it does look like there's going to be some action with like a covenant ship attacking the, uh, the, the dig site that they kind of discover in episode four. Um, So maybe that will kind of be the start of it, but I I don't know whether it's like a budget thing. That's kind of preventing them. Cause it just feels almost like a play in the way that it's moving directly from like set piece to set piece without any, I don't know. It's just, or not, not necessarily a play, but it's, it's filmed almost like the Mandalorian um yeah where it's like it follows the protagonist a lot you don't get a lot of kind of story exposition for exposition stake but the difference is i think the mandalorian is kind of uh is meant to be kind of this smaller adventure in a larger universe um yeah that's, yeah that's kind of how i feel about it
1: like i think they are actually doing a good job of setting up the the split on like halsey and her methods like i think that has mm-hmm. worked pretty well but like you're saying, it hasn't been established as being for a purpose yet. Like mm-hmm. there's there's no real sense of why she would feel this is justified or what they're working towards. And even in the context of the show, when you get this scene with Miranda and uh, the other Spartan on like explaining how Halsey sees everything, the mm-hmm. way she's putting it is that she's doing this for some purpose other than um, then beating the covenant as well. Like it's more for uh, kind of technological progress for progress's sake and figuring out yeah advancing
0: humanity and shit yeah
1: yeah so it, it is kind of weird that there hasn't been a bit more focus on on the covenant yet i, I feel like having even just another couple scenes of them taking more planets would have been mm-hmm. nice like we did get the thing at the start of it i think episode three has been the strongest of all the episodes so oh, far oh yeah
0: i thought by far because we get the three scene is oh sorry, uh,
1: yeah we, we get the scene at the start where they are taking that planet. We find out how, uh, mm-hmm. uh, whatever her name is, ends up with them, and the there we go. Uh, okay. And I thought that worked pretty well. I th- like that was something that I think uh, had a lot of complaints about it at the start, but has mostly yeah. kind of shown that it's for at least a good reason in the show and has worked yeah. out pretty well. But we need, I think, more than just like the Covenant's relationship with her to show why it's such a big problem for everyone else. Especially when there are a lot of people in uh, UNSC planets right now that are saying like, oh, well, UNSC are the bad guys. And they're just using this fake Mm -hmm. Covenant threat as a reason to justify uh,
0: all their expansionist and heavy-handedness. Yeah, I I actually totally agree with you on McKee. Uh, I was I, I was okay on her after the first two episodes, but number three sold on her. And if anything, I feel like maybe she's being a bit underused. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was a little disappointed um, that she had no sense of regret when she. I, I was disappointed at first. I'll say that she had no sense of regret when she, when um, she encountered those, uh, or or when she killed those UNSE officials, like or the yeah. the officers on the ship. But then I was like, I guess that kind of makes sense because, you know, those are the people that tortured her, that killed her friend when she was little. Essentially, it was the UNSC and probably like the military or some uh, like authority figure in the UNSC. Yeah. What I would kind of like to see is her, because she's still obviously got some humanity in her. She's carrying the book. She carries the book around. She's like, I think that's kind of what that moment where she took off her alien garb was besides for like a gratuitous butt shot we had two of those this episode by the way there's um
1: too many butts
0: yeah so i what i kind of want to see from her is like her reaction to the covenant glassing a planet like at her orders like i would like to see her kind of point the covenant to the wrong like maybe maybe she yeah. points him in the wrong direction it ends up with a with a, a planet getting glassed and she's kind of got to deal with that um would be an interesting kind of look i think
1: yeah it it is kind of weird, especially with the whole only some of the humans are special for mm-hmm. what is in original lore more of a like all humans are reclaimers. These guys are like we, we get Miranda hunting yeah. for which Spartans are special because she's thinking it's maybe a Spartan thing and then it turns out it's not. So yeah. I, I'm curious how that's going to resolve with any of it. Like how are the forerunners going to eh, fit into that if at all? Yeah. The flood going to show up too.
0: I mean, I imagine at some point the flood have to show up. Cause like, if not, what's the purpose of halo? Um, yeah. I, I think Mark put it really well when we had him on two episodes ago where he was basically like, Halo's sort of falling into this trap that a lot of sci-fi does or a lot of literature does generally where it takes this main character and has to make them more and more special. Yeah. And like Master chief was special enough because you know, he's a hero and, so, like, the fact now that he's also, like, one of the few reclaimers and, like, the the kind of history of that is, is interesting because originally for Halo 1 and 2, like, humanity was, like, the forerunners. And then it changed in Halo 3 and later on where it was, like, it, there's a different relationship. And now, obviously, this show is doing something completely different where it's not like humans are... Or, or sorry, it's not like... Sorry, it used to be that humans were Forerunners. Then they're changed to like this Reclaimer race that gets the mantle after the Forerunners. And now it's like seemingly something different where it's like only certain humans, like you mentioned. So I'm not really sold on that change. I think it's kind of just exists more to make Chief more interesting. And I don't yeah, yeah, I don't know if it actually has that effect.
1: Yeah, especially when it's going to turn into like, okay, who who else is special now, too? And like we we've seen how they learn about Halo in, in general. they're they're hoping to use that as a weapon against the Covenant. but mm-hmm. it we, we still haven't seen much justification for how they they need that weapon, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And there have been like offhand mentions about the capabilities of the Covenant uh, where they were talking about how they have the best tech and uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like just the Spartans casually talking about how Covenant Tech is cooler. And I think that that shot with like when they're finding the key and mm. they're coming up to the ship. I thought that was really cool, but that worked.
0: What shot was that? So
1: when they're getting her from the ship, like going into the trap when she's trying uh, to get to the UNSC they're coming up yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. battle cruiser.
0: Yeah. No, I, I feel like there's been a lot of really cool shots like that. Um, I'm also just like... I'm also noticing now that they are starting to repeat like a lot, a lot of shots, which is not the biggest deal, but like every shot they have, it seems like they've got like three shots for reach that they cycle through now. Yeah. Where at the first few episodes, like, wow, like they really went all out. (laughs) And then it's like, okay, I'm seeing these, these three kind of over and over again, which is a pretty small complaint, but it definitely feels to me like these last two episodes specifically, and especially this one have been maybe a bit of a, uh, like a budget saver. I forgot what those episodes are called. Basically, where bottle they have episodes. one next bottle episode. Yeah, um, that's, like this this one kind of felt like that to me. It and it's kind of ballsy that they have a Halo show where Master Chief has only been in action once, really.
1: Yeah, that that is something that's been kind of annoying because there there have been more opportunities for him to do stuff, but seeing mm-hmm. him do like one thing against the Covenant and that's it so far mm-hmm. has been. I think one of the things that's been one of Especially the it was so early me. on. Yeah. yeah. Like you do need an early scene like that to establish like hey this guy is capable of doing all this and this is why he has this reputation this is why Spartans in general have this reputation but even among them he's kind of the yeah the special one already but mm-hmm. beyond that it he just has he's gone and come back and that's been what he's been up to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I gotta say, I personally could not care any less about the the insurrection subplot. Yeah. Um, I I guess I just it's just such a weird focus for me. Um, I thought they were definitely going to use her character as like a like a, like a kind of a, a way for Chief to show his humanity and stuff. Um, and I'm sure there is going to be that moment where he sees her again and has to save her or something, but. I was surprised that they split so quickly, and then the show shifted to her also as a main character, um, which I I I just don't think like against kind of the back the like the backdrop of everything else that's going on with like the forerunners and the or sorry the ring and the covenant like that some small uh, insurrection on one planet is really super compelling.
1: Yeah, it, it feels almost like the kind of thing you need to wait until you've established more of the Covenant war to get mm-hmm. to. Like, if it had happened in Season 2 or something, we've had a lot more establishment of, these are the Covenant, this is why they're a threat. Hmm. Like, it's an interesting part of the UNSC, and I'm glad that we'd get it at some point. But it we're, we're kind of putting the cart before the horse there, almost.
0: Yeah. Like, Have you watched uh, Game of Thrones? Yes. So it's like kind of like the going back and saving Winterfell thing, like yeah. or going back and recapturing Winterfell. It would be weird to recapture Winterfell in like episode three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just it's just weird. Like like I don't think, especially where I, I think it may have been a mistake as well to kill the all, like the rest of the insurrectionists so quickly, especially her father, where now like. The show is really relying on the fact that, her, like, we're supposed to know what her father was like, how he led this insurrection, and he's he's gone in ten minutes, basically. So yeah, yeah, just I I don't know, just feels like a feels like a bit of a weak move for me. Um, yeah, how did you feel of,
1: about uh, Cortana so far?
0: I thought she's been pretty good. Um, I don't know why she's always so big, <laughs> but uh, I, I will say I really liked her, the way she was formed as well, where they kill the clone. Um, in I like, can't
1: do eye stuff. I had to like, yeah. look away. oh, did you? I, I, any, anything I, I'm usually fine with like gore. I like, I watched that stupid walrus movie you made me watch. Just, oh, yeah. I'm good with everything except for eye stuff. I just can't, can't do that.
0: Have you ever seen? Have you ever played Dead Space? That's got some good eye stuff in no, it. No, I,
1: I don't want to play uh, play Dead Space. No.
0: You gotta like control the needle as it goes into your eye. It's I don't fertile. I don't um, want to.
1: I just I don't yeah. want that. I, I need Space to go too, through but... my life with, like just really thick goggles on my eyes except then there's the problem that if like one of the lenses comes out is that gonna just mash itself into my eye you, want, I don't you catch
0: that. you catch the sun wrong and it gets uh, somehow magnified into your yeah, eyeballs i you just
1: can't i no no eye stuff for me
0: hostile t- hostile that's got a good one thanks I john cut the Halo, eyeball out.
1: but keep the eye stuff
0: <laughs> um yeah that's fair um how do we get on that topic again what were we talking about oh yeah the, the clone. Yeah, so I'd, I like the clone. I want to make a meme where it's like when you're tagged in a picture and it's like regular Halsey with like, you know, aging like a normal person versus the picture you post where it's Halsey just looks like she's had the Facetune filter done to her a million <laughs> times. Um, I thought it was funny because I guess it's kind of interesting because I guess that is the point, right, where the clone just hasn't aged at all. It's like unnaturally... You know it hasn't been through it hasn't been weathered by life so yeah. i thought that was fun um yeah because like in the books they talk about flash cloning and cloning halsey's brain but like i kind of always just imagined it as a brain in the jar mm-hmm. and i like thought Jedi this was Master a good Uru. yeah i thought this was just a good way to show like okay no halsey doesn't give a shit she'll do whatever so that was that was nice yeah and like Wait. can, we, can I, she's like can i have a tylenol please he's like no I wasn't sure about
1: uh, about it at first, like how they were handling Cortana and that stuff. But I I really liked mm-hmm. her so far. Like the Cortana and Master Chief relationship was kind of the main thing I was looking forward to with the show. Yeah. So especially as someone who's only played the games, like I don't, I've never read any of the Halo books. I don't particularly. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not as in haven't read any
0: of them it, yet.
1: Right i'm not as invested in any particular point of lore staying the same mm-hmm. so some of that bothers me a lot less than it probably does other people but mm-hmm. that was something that i was more interested in seeing so that's been yeah. working for me well enough so far so
0: yeah yeah I, i'm kind of the same way where although i am really into the books i don't care like if the lore changes as long as it matches tone which it doesn't feel like it does, but the Cortana stuff, I, I think, is an interesting take. Um, I think Cortana, in a way, is kind of doing what I wanted Shafe to do, and one of my big problems is like how lazy they've been with the breaking of the conditioning. I know we talked about this last Halo podcast as well. Where it's like, they're going the clone route, where clones, where they have these inhibitor chips, and when you take them out, it's like, you're just okay. We didn't even really Whereas, see
1: any evidence of conditioning in the first place. Like, the first thing we see Master Chief do is say, hey, I'm out, and then he comes back, but, like, he was out. He came yeah, back, that's because after he, like he he had got, to.
0: But he got blasted by the, the device that started his... Yeah,
1: but it, it's still... what Whatever the specific functions of it are, it's mm-hmm. not something that was really established in the show. Like, even if you start with the with the premise that like, oh, it is there, and then the device blasted the chip that was taking care of it, or like disabled that, it mm-hmm. you're still not starting from a place where you're seeing that he has something he has to contend with there. Oh yeah, you no, You always I agree. have it established as this is not a problem for Master Chief. He just is, like he's had whatever training, so that's still with mm-hmm. him in some way, but this isn't really a big problem for anyone.
0: Yeah, and it's just like, it's such a... I I agree with that for one. You got to show like, you know, him making some like you got to show Ma- and the Master Chief doing something that like the viewer doesn't agree with. Like yeah, letting someone die like even though it's like the logical choice. Um and it's much like H- Halo 4 has the payoff where and I, again, I'm sorry if you listen to the last episode I'm retreading a bit. Halo 4 has the payoff where Master Chief does break his conditioning. But, you know, we've had three games and his relationship with Cortana is kind of the catalyst for that. Um, and that's that's a million times more interesting than you were literally brain... You were brain-fucked. We wiped your memory. Instead of, like, you were conditioned so you think this is okay. Yeah. Like, people don't get brain-wiped in real life. People do get, you know, brain-washed in real life. It's much more interesting yeah. to, to look at things like that. And I think interestingly Cortana is kind of doing that like stepping into that spot where we've seen her already kind of break her literal programming a little bit to help chief albeit usually with Halsey's um, usually with Halsey's permission but yeah
1: I mean in certain ways it fits into what we were talking about last time where they're throwing so much in at once and what I opened this up with where Mm -hmm. there are these individual plot points and it's nice that they're using them But it's almost like they want to get all of it in at once and they kind of undermine their ability to to have like a chief struggles with his relationship with Halsey and the USD, which like, sure, that's kind of what they're doing now. But he's already kind of Mm. decided what his side is there. There's no real difficulty in him making that choice right now. It's just a utilitarian decision of like, okay, I'm going to work with you. So something that could have been. Uh, a major part of its own plot line in the future is now kind of already taken care of, and like mm-hmm. uh, learning about Halo already happened from just random guy telling them and all that kind of stuff.
0: And they're figuring shit out like at a computer this episode, which is you know it's it's not how it should be, and and it all comes back to what we've been talking about, like Halsey being like she's outright evil in this show. But the real kind of issue with Halsey is her evil has to be counteracted by her usefulness. Yeah. Where it's like, yes, Halsey made Master Chief in this really unethical, fucked up way. But like, if she didn't, we'd all be dead. Where in this, it's like she made Master Chief and that's all we have. I do think that eventually we might get Reach full-on glassed and the show might take a different turn i think that could be a little more interesting
1: well they're indicating that this is what's happening in the background not reach specifically obviously Mm -hmm. but like the idea that the spartans are all that's standing between them and the covenant just we don't see that the covenant invasion is happening much in the show we're kind of Mm -hmm. told it is which is a similar situation to what the insurrectionists or people on other colony planets are in where they are told that the the covenant are a problem, and they are not seeing it either. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, there's a way that that could work, but I feel yeah, like, but you got to hate
0: at it, like,
1: yeah, there needs to be something else going on. There needs to be a bit more actually showing what the problem is rather than just the buildup, but
0: yeah, I, I think, um, I think there, I'm trying to think of some examples of, of media that does that where, like, shit is going on and like you're not on the front lines but it's kind of like seeping through well um you already brought like up a good example a for
1: it like forget about the ending of the show game of thrones the first few mm-hmm. seasons like <laughs> with the uh, with the white walkers being a problem like it's all everyone from the north saying hey we should probably do something about this and then everyone else was saying oh no we can continue fighting each other because this isn't a problem but yeah. like there's consistently enough going on with the White Walkers throughout all the seasons that Yeah, and what's like, the
0: first scene of the show? Yeah, <laughs> you open little, up yeah. with, and
1: you kind of get that with the Covenant, but at the same time, that scene also involves just Master Chief blowing the shit out of them too. But like we we're not yeah. seeing too and that doesn't end well for the planet either. But it mm-hmm. it's still we get that and not much since. Like I Maybe think we need a, a bit more of a persistent threat.
0: Yeah, so maybe what we need is, like, the Jon Snow, where we need, like, Sergeant Johnson on the front lines or, like, another Spartan on the front lines. One thing that I was kind of thinking about is, what if, like, uh, I I really like Pablo Schreiber as a Spartan, and I think he's doing about as as good with Master Chief as they could have, but, like, if they were determined to tell this story that's not kind of traditional, I almost wonder, like, and maybe it wouldn't have been good because Chief is such an iconic figure, but, like, the uh, Forward Under Dawn did this thing where, like, Chief was in the show, but he was more kind of like this force that showed up. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of wonder what it would have been like if Pablo Schreiber was, like, another Spartan um, who doesn't have all the baggage of Chief and Chief is still maybe in the show. But it's hard to market Halo without Chief, I guess.
1: I don't know that that would have necessarily worked either like i don't Mm -hmm. know that it would have reduced the problems people have with it on or would have made it better for anyone in particular like i i think if there was just more of chief in action, then that Mm -hmm. would have been like Mm -hmm. any of that would be solved as well maybe that'll still happen like you Mm -hmm. have to assume that's going to still happen it probably won't be like book of boba fett where you don't get anything until one yeah. episode happens and especially because we know already we're getting season two I think yeah uh, like chief is going to fight more people in the future and chief is not the best character from the, like he's not a character in the game he says three things and sure he's kind of a badass in those three things but if you're going to build a show around Spartans as these kinds of warriors that aren't really characters you're going to have to make some changes
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah, maybe we just like I, I kind of wonder whether if we had taken the perspective of Kwan, who's the insurrectionist kid, and maybe replaced her with a soldier or something. And I just kind of wonder I I just think that would be a more compelling story. Well, I think we um, are missing
1: like a character character. A character like that and Sergeant Johnson mm-hmm. would be the the perfect one for it if
0: and we're gonna be introduced to his butt cheeks as he's taking a shower. Um <laughs> Like what's that? Oh, um, what's that shower scene I'm thinking of? Um,
1: not the guy in the bath in the episode. Oh, four. Starship
0: Starship Troopers. You ever seen? St- I'm sure you've seen Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah. They they just they have the shower scene. And it's just really funny. And I just imagine Sergeant Johnson is just big black booty, just like and it's glorious. It's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Just thinking about it.
1: So every every fight scene with the Covenant is going to be like a GoPro strapped to Sergeant Johnson's ass, and that's the only perspective we get from it.
0: Yeah, no, his lower back pointed down.
1: Do you think they're they're still going to introduce Sergeant Johnson in the show, or has he just been kind of replaced and rolled up into other characters?
0: I don't know. Um, I, I yeah, I, I don't I don't know about that people are going to make the keys connection for one, because he's, he's a black character now, but that's, a, that's the lazy connection. I think yeah. the, the, the more, uh, kind of important thing is that keys is now playing more of like a, a front line, like he's in the, in the, the preview for next episode, we can see keys on the planet and he looks like he's in like his combat gear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of wonder whether he's going to sort of take over that Johnson role. um, but I don't know. Another thing about Johnson too is like, he's, he's an officer. Um, but he's, you know, he's still, he's, he's with the Marines. Like, whereas keys is kind of like, he's like in the high command. It's a, it's a different vibe. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I,
1: when you get to any kind of sci-fi franchise, when people have whatever higher rank, it just means they're better at doing also John uh,
0: sergeants. And I think sergeants and a non-commissioned officer as well. So it's, Kind of a different vibe than, than uh, like full on admiral or captain or whatever. But. It is weird
1: that the UNSC makes some of their soldiers work on commission, but like they have to just rob the covenant <laughs> bodies that they kill. But uh, who, who am I to judge?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. So so yeah, I guess I guess those are my thoughts. Anything. Anything else you want to add on uh, to this?
1: So I, the more I've watched it, and especially thinking about your, like, this is just a CW sci-fi show more than it is a Halo show. Like, the more I've thought about it, the more I thought, like, this is something that I should watch with Dana. So I think that she'll mm-hmm. actually enjoy it a fair bit. It's like, she has absolutely no preconceived expectations from Halo. She doesn't know a John Halo from a from a The Arbiter. So mm-hmm. it, I think she'll like it. Uh, at mm. least to some extent. So I'm gonna rewatch the first four episodes with her, and nice. maybe we'll. I don't know that we're probably not gonna be doing this every other week. We're not probably not gonna cover no, every single not. episode of Halo. We wanted to do the first episodes. Uh, then it seemed like a fitting topic for this week to cover for a little bit, and we'll probably do something for the final episode. Uh, yeah. But it
0: one or two more. I'd say one or two more episodes of this this season.
1: Yeah, we'll. Uh, so I'll report back on what her... Unless it, unless
0: her it mind, becomes but... amazing. Unless it becomes amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Also, Kevin Kevin is in the chat. Kevin Cool X, one of our good friends who also runs a Halo YouTube channel. He says, my wife is really enjoying the show. So yeah. presumably, she, I, I don't know. Kevin, I assume she doesn't know too much about Halo, but maybe she does. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, I could tell Kelsey would not like this show at all. But... Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I'm not the, it's the kind not, of show I'm that not a... for, so... Okay, fair she's enough. She's usually
1: less in the sci-fi element directly, but, like, enough other stuff is going on that she's usually into that...
0: This is a new Supernatural stand-in? Maybe.
1: <laughs> we'll
0: see. Yeah. We still haven't finished uh, Supernatural, though, so... Is that show over yet? This, it was yeah, like the Supernatural last season, ended
1: right? a few years ago. Doing, oh, really? Okay. They're doing a prequel series now, so...
0: Does it got the same dudes in it?
1: Uh, no. One of them is directing it. It's about their parents. So yeah.
0: Right, because they're brothers, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. And th- there was one article I read where the the one who's directing it hadn't told the other their co star from the original series that uh, that they were doing this yet. He only found out on the official announcements, and that turned into a, a thing where. One of them was like slightly annoyed. It was probably not a big deal, but there was so many articles written about it and they all got sent to my phone for some fucking reason.
0: The Supernatural fan base seems like... Atrocious. I find like... I was going to say very dedicated.
1: Oh, yes, like, that, but uh, all the ways that the Halo and Star Wars fan bases are terrible, Supernatural has that, but like people thinking that they're the, the, the soulmate of every cast member on top right.
0: of it... I find like these like fantasy drama shows like I'm trying to think of another one like another kind of similar like because this is a CW like Supernatural I find like these CW shows just have a vibe where like I don't know people get really really attached to them
1: yeah lonely teenagers for the most part mm, and then that's, true. that's yeah but you uh, know
0: what you know what's different I think I think and maybe I'm wrong here but one thing I noticed is like. I feel like a lot of sci-fi is kind of difficult for women to get into because it's such, like, a boys' club. Mm -hmm. Like, less so now, but, like, when I was growing up, I don't think Star Wars was the easiest, you know... Well, I mean, anyone can like Star Wars, but, I mean, like, the Star Wars fandom back then wasn't necessarily the most accepting. Yeah, whereas now
1: it's it's great.
0: But, so I think, like, maybe these kind of yeah well I, I mean what i'm trying to say is and maybe i'm wrong that some of these other like fantasy and sci-fi outlets are maybe a little easier for women and just other people to get into i think that's i think that's part of the reason why there's like different fan bases maybe but i don't know
1: it's probably an element of that mm-hmm
0: because like my aunt was super into Supernatural, like so goddamn annoying. Every time like they've got like a car in the show, and every time she, the car would drive through it to her town, like just the same type of car, she would like.
1: Yeah, that's a whole big thing in, in the show, and the so Supernatural actually does some episodes where they're like making fun of uh, the fan base for that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like because it's uh, it's. A show where like all these religions and mythologies are are real. Uh, mm-hmm. They the episodes of the show are treated in universe as books that have been written by this oh, okay. like shitty fiction author who is act like he's a prophet. So mm-hmm. that's how he's able to know everything going on with them. So they have like a fan convention for the author's books. Which is it's just... a, little too
0: meta, a little too meta for me. It's, I
1: it's one of the best episodes of the show. It's actually really fucking good when they do those. Like, I love them. But
0: I remember, I, for me, Jensen Ackles, I remember him from Smallville. Not, like, he was, do you remember him? I forget, I don't even remember who was, he played in Smallville. I just remember he was in Smallville. Like, in the high school years. Was he? Did you watch that show? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Totally was. Uh, he was... Jason Teague.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, he was also in uh, some some. Oh, Annette well. O'Toole.
0: I liked her. She was she was Martha. Kristen Kruick, Michael Rosenbaum. I thought Michael Rosenbaum was the best Lex Luthor we they've ever had. Um,
1: Smallville was actually not terrible for.
0: Allison Mack. I, I wonder what happened to her.
1: Well, we like, <laughs> I got yeah. some news for you.
0: <laughs> she was the Nexium one. But anyway, yeah. should we move on talk about LEGO Star Wars? or Any, any sure. final thoughts you have on Halo?
1: Uh, no, I'll, I'll uh, report on Dana's thoughts on Halo next time, I guess.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay, let's talk about LEGO Star Wars. First of all, we should be transparent. Neither of us have beaten all nine episodes. I've done seven. Have you finished six now?
1: Uh, yeah, I've done the prequel and original trilogy. Next week, I'm doing the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. So I, you, you'll I see
0: your awesome. live stream views go down for that. They weren't uh, that this, high this, to begin with. The second I started playing it, people got mad. But um, but yeah, you want to give me yeah, your, but I, I don't
1: I don't build my fan base off of that, so maybe that's the yeah, difference.
0: you're 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 perfect. You're the best.
1: No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that uh, you you're the one with the title. Is the Halo show bad? So. <laughs>
0: I think it's hey what's that rule that's like if someone titles I'm not not saying it's
1: not a fair thing it's just it's a different type of thing you're building there
0: okay fair enough um someone in the chat says Rosenbaum has a good podcast he was on that show Preacher I never watched it um okay yeah What, what are your what are your thoughts on on Lego Star Wars
1: I've been enjoying it so far like I've been liking the open world all the episodes are too short uh, yeah, that's kind of. I think the Return can... of the
0: Jedi is very, very disappointing.
1: Yeah, like so much get like when you, even when you're watching the cutscenes, it feels like the characters feel like they have something uh better to do, and they just want to get mm-hmm. through it. But
0: yeah, like like Revenge of the Sith, it's like the second they crash on Coruscant, like. They're doing, like, the Plagueis speech. They're doing the Jedi Council thing. It's just, like, chill out. Like, literally, as they're walking away from the landing pad, Palpatine is making him his personal representative on the Jedi Council. And it's just, like, there's a lot of humor, potential for humor in these cutscenes. And, like, you got to run around the course on Open World anyway. I just feel like you didn't. they didn't need to rush it that much.
1: Yeah, like, when you look at the, the series as a whole... There's still a good, probably 15 hours of story content there. Uh, it's been pretty Maybe consistently more, yeah. an hour and a half for each episode for yeah, me. Yeah, I guess, so yeah. uh, When I've just been rushing that. So mm-hmm. uh, that's probably between 14 to 18 hours for an individual person to beat. So like, if you look at it Unless that it's way, just
0: playing the story, like yeah. not. Yeah. Like when you look
1: at it that way, it's really not a terribly small amount, especially cause it's not like a full triple a game price. Oh my God. But it, it's still, when you're actually playing it, it feels kind of jarring and where it's not, uh, if it's someone who hasn't seen the movie somehow playing it, then the, what you're doing isn't going to necessarily make much sense for, for.
0: Yeah. And like not blowing up the death star, for example, is just yeah. a weird omission. I'll be right back. Sorry. Yeah. No. There,
1: it feels like there are so many things that like, Oh, this would have been a cool mission. Like battle of Coruscant. Uh, people have mentioned the battle of Geonosis. I didn't personally feel like you were missing out too much on that. Like I wasn't going in expecting uh, battle of Geonosis to have too much more than it did. But like, the fact that you don't do anything in the battle over Coruscant is kind of disappointing, especially when uh, you have a fucking level set up around giving out food at uh, Dexter's Diner. So, it like if you're looking at it as a series of vignettes from the movies, like I, I was able to appreciate it or enjoy them that way, but it, it's just not it's too little there even though overall i feel like i'm getting enough out of the game like there's a lot going on that you can look for in free play there's individual moments that are good and i do kind of see why certain elements might have been left out the way they were because like if you're doing the if you do assume you can only have five levels per episode for whatever variety of reasons uh the fact that you don't do a second trench run on the death star 2 after already doing the episode 4 trench run like i i can see where they'd be going for the for the variety there uh even though episode 3 ends up being boss fight after boss fight after boss fight like yeah they, that was annoying especially like, cut one of the boss fights or like make it a bit smaller don't have grievous take an hour and a half and have mm-hmm. a bit more to like obi-wan escaping or like, yeah
0: it just it feels weird like i kind of wish they would have accepted that like some of the movies are going to be more kind of open world and less mission based. Um it, I just, some of the decisions are also weird. Like I think return of the Jedi is the one that I keep coming back to because it's like you get hours to explore the Ewok forest and like, and like you got Kashyyyk on revenge of the Sith, which doesn't feel necessary. But again, yeah. uh, no destroying the death star. Like yeah. that's the second death star. Like that happens kind of in a really short cutscene, scene, which is just, it's a bit weird.
1: Yeah. Like if you could trade the Dexter's diner stuff and yeah. uh, oh that, sorry, that's an episode two. I think I said episode three earlier, but like if you could trade that for maybe a bit more on genosis, great. Like I, I was saying when you were gone, I didn't personally miss too much on genosis. Like I, I felt like mm-hmm. uh, getting the arena was all I really expected and like the mm-hmm. arena plus Dooku. I didn't really feel as much of a need to do like any part of the rest of the battle. Like I think that one was fine. But,
0: it would have been nice to have something like they did for episode one though, where it's like on the, when you're fighting the Gungan battle and you yeah. get those that would have been kinda of cool. But
1: Yeah. Like I, I was definitely missing the Battle of Coruscant and even the Battle mm-hmm. of Genosis or Battle of Endor. It's like yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily have to do the uh the run on the Death Star. But mm-hmm. because like you did already do that. But mm-hmm. having something for the space battle would have been nice because I don't think you really do anything other than the episode five escape in space for the original trilogy.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think, um, there's, yeah, there's really not much episode seven has a bit. I think episode seven so far is the one that is ported over the best because you've got pretty much everything on at the kind of the beginning battle on that, on Jakku. Um, and then you have kind of the escape onto the, uh, what's it called again? The, uh, What's Hans freder The uh... oh, I forget. I don't know. Something Vana. Anyway, you do that. You do the escape from Jakku as well. You do the assault on Starkiller. You do the battle versus Kylo Ren. Like that one works out really well in the five mission structure. Aravana, I think it's called. But um, but yeah, others just others just really really do not.
1: Yeah, like if they'd even added one mission for one episode per trilogy like Mm -hmm. be a little bit less locked to the to the five mission format because i I think this is the especially
0: if it was like the last one like the nine the six the three
1: yeah and i think those are the ones that they like throw in battle of coruscant i think the prequels feel a lot more complete with it like going Mm -hmm. through episode one and two i didn't really have any major complaints about anything missing going through episode four i felt like the stuff that yeah. was there mostly made sense. Episode 5. Yeah, I thought 4 was same. really good. So, mm-hmm. if you're looking at ways to kind of keep development resource needs similar, uh, not expand the content of what you want in the game, or what you need in the game too much. Mm-hmm. Having 369 have one extra mission, I think that's all you yep. really need to do. And you probably see a lot fewer complaints if Battle of Coruscant and something for the Battle of Endor are there.
0: Yes. And I will say, too, like, playing, uh, like, I, like, I've only got to mess around in free play mode a little bit, but, like, there's a lot there. Like, I yeah. went on Tatooine to record something today, and I end up doing a Max Rebo mission where, like, I escorted him from Jabba's Palace down to the, down to his spaceship. He was, we were attacked along the way. Then he got in his spaceship. We got, like, pulled out of hyperspace, like, three different battles against ships like the Outrider. Um which is in the game, which is cool. Um, and then try, dropping off on Naboo. Like that, that's a quite a bit yeah. there. Um, and I was doing that because I wanted to do another mission to unlock um, salacious crumb where you got to go around Tatooine, listening to people tell jokes. Um, yeah. So like there's, a, there's definitely a lot of content um, and it's going to take a long time. if you want hundred percent, the game. Yeah. Um, I've
1: done two streams in free play. Each one mm-hmm. was about two hours. For the first one, I spent a good amount of time in Moss Espa, uh, which is how I found the NoBot stuff. Then mm-hmm. I went to Coruscant for a bit of that, and then last night I played a lot of Yavin and I've almost 100%ed the Great Temple. I'm not mm-hmm. at 100% yet, but like there there's enough there that like I don't miss like the the fact that the movie story Stuff feels mm-hmm. too compressed isn't really ruining the experience of the game for me. No, yeah, I agree. Especially with the comparison to the complete saga. I didn't play a huge amount of it, but I I did play through episode three there. And while it was more complete with the movie, I kind mm-hmm. of, I like the shorter format overall. And I like more of it going to uh, to the the open world and free play elements of it. I think that's mm-hmm. what's more enjoyable about it, to me at least. And like, if there was just that one extra level for three, six, and nine, that would probably, uh, yeah. I wouldn't have any real complaints.
0: Totally agree. Um, I find I find the game has a really good like. It's just a very cozy game. You just you know run around with these characters like, and the the thing that's most impressive, I think, for one, the visuals are incredible, and people aren't talking about that enough. Yeah. Um, but like the characters each, they like they don't feel lazy. Like Jar Jar has a complete unique move set. He's got a special sprint where his tongue is wagging out behind him. He's got like, um, one of his combos looks like he, he's like doing a drunken master style, like fighting and he falls on the guy. And it's just, it's like these characters have incredible animations. Like, uh, salacious B crumb is a different size than all the other characters. Like he can fit in the droid doors, even though it doesn't tell you he's got his own move set. So, like, the game has a lot of detail. Um, and just, like, the, the fact that if you take your Lego to, like, the Tatooine, they get sandy or they get snowy on Hoth. Like, the details yeah. are really incredible.
1: Yeah, like, the animation sets being references to different games for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like, the uh, some of the original games are for Obi-Wan, like, mm-hmm. older Obi-Wan's animations. Mm-hmm. Like, the, there's a ton there and a ton of these... There's a ton of the collectibles, a ton of the side missions. Like there's so much that's in it. And I like I personally don't mind that being the focus. Like if you're gonna if you're more interested in replaying the movie stories and want more of that, then it's gonna be less appealing than for someone who is looking for more of the open world stuff. But I
0: Yeah. On that note they really need to add in the ability to replay um, chapters or replay episodes because right now I don't know if you've tried but when you go to replay an episode all you can replay is the five separate missions yeah. not like the and there is like a lot of in between stuff like at a good ex- anytime you're playing a, the game and you don't have the three um, stud bars like the goals you're yeah. not replaying a mission. Or you're not playing a mission. So, like, the escape from Hoth, for example, until you get into space, that's not a mission. Yeah. Um, so, there's a lot there that is really fun as well that yeah. I would like to see. You can't re-flatable. go
1: back to Home 1 at all. There's a bunch of areas, like, entire areas of the game that you just can't revisit without
0: Oh, you can't go back to restarting. Home 1. Okay. Interesting.
1: I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't think you can go into Endor Space and go back into it, but...
0: Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, that, that, would, that would kind of be... If I could, um, if I could have my one choice on something to change, I think it would be replayability. Because I don't want to yeah. like Lego's a game too, where there's so much like it's so much of a time commitment if you want to really make progress in the game. That like the idea of having to reset it and lose your account is. I'm sure you can have multiple, but it's, you'd rather just have one unified thing.
1: Yeah, but overall, I've been really enjoying it. So.
0: Yeah, me too it's fun like i i play it with my son and uh like and that's also kind of helped me put things in perspective too yeah. anytime like i'm not getting something or like like the one example is when you're on hoth and you got to try to kill that um i remember what it is though the probe droid it steals your thing And i'm like i'm having a really hard time shooting this down and i was like wait a second if i'm having a hard time shooting this down it's not possible because a six-year-old is not gonna be able to shoot this down there's got to be something else and of course lo and behold you build something and it makes it much easier um so so yeah that's put things in perspective and he loves it like i'll be like what do you want to do and he'll be like i want to just be darth vader so i'll let him be darth vader and just run around so
1: yeah yeah like there's been a few places where it's like i i must be overthinking something because yeah for sure and there's oh it's that I ended up and brute forcing a hit a, a button. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> one of the ones where it's like, what number? Like, or like, click the buttons, and it's like, there's three states. Was well, it that no, one? No,
1: there's uh, there's something at the top of the great temple where oh, okay. there's like some symbols around the room, and then you've got to hit uh, four uh, yeah. targets in the right order. Mm-hmm. I I didn't know what the fuck the puzzle was, so I just <laughs> brute forced all the combinations of it, and it's the last one that I would have tried with my brute forcing method. So I I got it. I still have no idea what the fucking puzzle was, but I I won. So
0: yeah, you got it. So overall, I think we're both really enjoying the game. Uh, I'm I'm gonna play it. Like it's a game that I can see myself definitely. For one, it's gonna be nice to have for videos. Yeah. Um, like because there's a lot of characters in there. Like God knows if I need to do another Max Rebo video, even though he's got the wrong amount of legs, I'm gonna use him. I um, as soon
1: as you see him standing there with Jabba, I was like, okay, this is I'm uninstalling
0: that and the isd ones popping up yeah when well, they only have isd ones i was
1: yeah they have enough but. other deep polls that i'm willing to forgive them yep
0: yeah. so yeah good stuff um anything else you want to talk about before we move on to emails uh, and no, I everything else it. all right so for the first ever glup shadow character of the day i thought i would take a look at one of my favorites and this goes back to a time before i had access to the internet or at least easy access to the internet not at school and there was always this one little guy who i'd noticed pop up in the back of jabba's palace he has this really long nose these really beautiful soulful eyes and when i eventually did discover the wonders of Wikipedia, i found out that this character was not only one that had been noticed by people other than me but was actually somewhat well known within the fandom, and his name specifically was Sialt Murray, otherwise known as Yak Face. Yak Face, so named because I guess he looks sort of like a yak... Is probably most well-known because he actually was a somewhat rare Kenner collectible There was a yak face figurine because back then they made figures for basically anybody who appeared for more than two seconds in a Star Wars movie And right now on eBay, I see even loose yak face figures selling or at least being offered for $4,000 He's not like a particularly cool figure or anything. He does come with a staff and you probably don't even know who I'm talking about because he really just is in the background My buddies and I would watch him or at least watch for him on the VHS because he like pops up behind crowds of people But otherwise isn't super notable I do also just want to take a second to give a shout out to the Star Wars collection website yakface You can find them at yakface.com or on Twitter. They're a pretty fun follow But in universe as mentioned yakface's name was Syl Moray. He was part of the Yakorin species and in both Legends and the new Star Wars canon, his backstory is that he's somewhat of a shady individual, an information dealer who sort of snuck his way within Jabba's entourage, but of course is really there to steal secrets, to sell to other crime lords, and more. If you want to learn more about him, he's detailed in The Essential Guide to Alien Species, as is his species, the Yakorin. And he even has an old StarWars.com article which talked about his secret past and mentions behind the scenes that Sayel Murray, whose name in production was Yak Face for obvious reasons, was meant to actually have a fight with another character's Riyis, who is one of the three-eyed Grand from Jabba's. But yeah, cool. oh, yeah. Do you have it? Do you have like a favorite background character in mind that you want to talk about? Maybe people will have to wait fe- for next week in a future episode. I mean, okay.
1: I-, I could just say Nobot right now because I've milked him all week. So
0: mm-hmm. okay. Uh, yeah, we'll. Yeah.
1: yeah, Good choice. So next,
0: yeah. For the next one, I'll try to have a good. I'll try to do some real in-depth research onto onto him. And if you guys also have favorites that you would like to see us cover, feel free yeah. to. So we'll be alternating with
1: this from uh, from now on until yeah. we run out of Star Wars characters, which is not going to be mm-hmm. anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I also I didn't see Yak face. Um, I didn't see him in, in the Lego Star Wars because I was looking for him. So
1: uh all right so we'll move on to a couple emails now there are a few that we'll save for uh dark tide that are related to onslaught because uh, mm. there's this first one from edward uh okay so our first question that we're going to talk about this week comes from i believe ian i might have put this under the wrong person but he asks say you awoke one night to george lucas sitting on your bed caressing your cheek lovingly and asking you how you would incorporate Galen Merrick or Star Killer into Legends Post Endor if you were allowed to warp the rest of the continuity to allow for his presence. I think he would fit rather rather well right before the Vong War if Leia had a vision about a cryopod or something in Vader's basement and went and found him napping.
0: I got no interest in it.
1: Yeah, I'm not a huge Star Killer fan. Love Sam Whitwer. Not a huge Star Killer fan. If you had to put yeah. him somewhere, I think you could put him into Cross Curtain Riptide though. Without yeah. changing anything.
0: Those are the weird ones yeah no i, well, I agree it's like all clones yeah fair enough but um for me like force Unleashed is a the, my, one of my good arguments for like they should make stories that like i don't know if, if they really if they really figured this would be like big canon that would influence everything else i just think they want to tell a fun story and you know yeah that's kind of i think that's what they should do more often
1: but it should also fit perfectly with all established canon, because I. Yeah. Otherwise, why, why, why bother reading it? Yeah. Why for bother sure. playing it? Why bother reading it? All right. So, thank you, Ian. I assume.
0: Okay. Thank you.
1: Our next question comes from Khalil, who is asking what you guys want to see in the next season of Bad Batch or Kenobi. So we've had a few questions about what we expect to see. But not mm. we haven't really talked about what we want to see, especially with Bad Batch.
0: <sighs> That's a good question. Um, I was I, I'm interested in I, I think the Bad Batch is a better vehicle for exploring some of these like big things like the cloning hints we get at the end of the season than like the Mandalorian is in some ways. Yeah. Um, like I. I really, I really, really enjoyed The Bad Batch, and I wouldn't mind if it took on kind of more of a Clone Wars style show where it is really exploring all of the universe through this time period. And like, yes, most of the time, The Bad Batch are going to be kind of the main focus, but like kind of how The Clone Wars continued to expand, I wouldn't mind if that was the case for The Bad Batch as well, even if it had to take on a different name or something.
1: Yeah. I think seeing generally just early Empire stuff, which we got a little bit of, in uh, in season one, and how the how the change from the Republic to the Empire is handled, like the thing with like oh that's a Republic debt. I think I want more of that. Yeah. Everyone's favorite part of the show.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see some Dark Trooper stuff. Hmm. Kind of random, but at some point, like they've been kind of they were kind of featured a little bit as those like security droids. But I'd like to see, like. Everyone loved that scene in Rogue One where they hint at like a million little Imperial projects. Like, let's get into some of those, maybe.
1: Yeah. It's actually just a million different sized Death Stars.
0: (laughs) Yeah. This is a a thumbnail-sized one, and this is a galaxy-sized one. We're going to get somewhere in the middle here.
1: Not sure how we're going to handle the planet destruction on the thumbnail size one, but it it can destroy a pebble. <laughs> we're getting that was there.
0: something we didn't talk about from the Halo show the uh, the, the little little baby energy sword uh, out of her fingertip.
1: Well, how else are you going to open your letters? That's
0: true. What do you use? I, for people complained about that, I thought it made perfect sense. Like, is it going to be easy to kill someone who's not held down? No, no. It's just like a very small admitter Probably burned into her nail or her skin or something. Yeah, it's
1: just like carrying a little safety shiv. Yeah. Or a letter opener.
0: Because like the elites in Halo Reach have like those little knives that come out of their arms. Like pretty much the same shit.
1: Or the yavita have their little uh, oh, yeah. wrist knives.
0: Yeah, exactly like that.
1: If all you need to do is take out someone's eye. You got yourself an advantage. Oh yeah, big time.
0: It can definitely handle that. Yep. And it reminded me of uh, Terminator 2 as well. I'd like to see the Bad Batch. I'd like to see Echo deal with the obvious trauma he suffered. Yeah. Uh,
1: I would like to see Echo and Tech get more than one line per episode. Mm-hmm. Just anything. Anything yep. at all.
0: I just want to see the show because that anim- the animation in the Bad Batch was yeah. second to none.
1: Well, much like the Terminator, we'll be back on next week's episode of Tap Calf Transmissions. Unless there's anything else you wanted to get to, I just wanted to use that as an opportunity to segue nope. out. of the, No, we're good. No, that's uh, good. so yeah, we'll figure out exactly how we're going to handle next week's episode. It won't be recorded live. Uh, we should hopefully be able to record it ahead of time, and then we'll have it posted on Thursday. Small chance we won't be able to do that. We'll let you know on Twitter. Follow TapCalf Transmissions, uh, and we'll we'll keep everyone apprised of all the latest and greatest from the world of tap and transmissions in mm-hmm. about 20 minutes. We're going to be playing some beerio Kart on X2. So if you want to hear us talk about things that are off topic, but where that's supposed to be, what we're doing, you can check out youtube.com slash E C K S T O O. Thank you for watching.
0: Goodbye, everybody.